everybody. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 2nd, 2020. And today's episode is brought to you by BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at BuiltBar.com to get $10 off of your first order. Do not wait. Today we've got part three of our conversation with Trey Matthews from the Lockdown Devils podcast. Trey, uh, was we were fortunate enough to have Trey lend his voice as a black man in America talk about the uh, fight against racial injustice, the meaning behind the message, uh, what he thinks needs to be done in addition to performative actions uh, that has been so far carried out by the league in these coming or in these past couple of weeks. Thanks to everybody also for tuning in. Like I said, if you were looking for hockey content, very sorry. We'll be back with that tomorrow and Friday. Uh, but for now, we, we figured, you know, with the uh, NHL postponing some games last week, we uh, decided to take the time to, you know, kind of forego our programming schedule uh, to have a conversation about what exactly these protests are about, what exactly the players taking a stand, what what seems genuine, what seems disingenuous, how you can get involved, how the everyday average Joe can get involved like you and I uh, and a whole lot more. We also don't let him out of the studio until uh, we get him to talk about the NHL Phase 2 draft lottery in which they hated New York Rangers, uh, took the number one overall spot, uh, winning the rights to select Alexi Lafreniere, uh, number one overall. So we'll get his thoughts on that, the NHL playoffs so far, and a whole lot more. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Press that subscribe button. Have tomorrow's episode waiting for you when you wake up, and we'll talk to you there. So one of the things you, you've been talking a lot about, you know, performativeness and, and stuff like that. What, I, I think one of the reasons why the NHL gets so much crap is because a lot of their stuff is performative and hollow and disingenuous. Like the We Skate for Black Lives or, you know, things like that. It all just comes off so disingenuous. It's like you do it. it uh, it's it I think it's very it's almost embarrassing in a way that they tout those sayings out there and like have it on their sw- like what like you said like what does that mean and I think that's the most frustrating part of it all and why they are constantly at the center of that criticism well you know like I said uh what what we did in New Jersey like the the ownership that owns uh the New Jersey Devils the Philadelphia 76ers and they're trying to own the New York Mets uh, sometime in the future. They donated millions and millions and millions of dollars to black communities, uh, uh, black startup businesses, stuff like that. So, you know, stuff like that is amazing. So like the devils can say something like that, like, you know, uh, we skate for black lives, even though I don't think it's necessary, but you know, they could say that because, you know, they're also putting action in behind the scenes. So, you know, in terms of just being performative, I think it's just mostly for people to, you know, pat themselves on the back and just say, hey, look, we're being progressive. We, we're doing it too. Like, it's just to jump on a bandwagon and just, you know, say we're actually making a difference when in reality, it's just, it's like a, it's like a fashion trend. Like, you know, when, mm-hmm. when, when that trend dies, you know, it goes away. No one talks about it anymore. So it's like, one of the things I say is like uh, in the NBA, when when they allowed players to change the back of their jersey names to a, like a phrase or yeah. you know something like that, I was like, great, that's gonna get some buzz for a few days, and then 
uh, as the season progresses or the regular season uh, ends and the playoffs progress, no one's going to care. No one, and everyone's going to forget. Yeah. And that too became one of those things where like it created a weird situation to like, it just made the backs of people's jerseys, like with the last names too and stuff like that. It, it, it became a meme in a way. And it kind of, I don't know if it backfired per se, but like. The one thing I have to say is uh, I'm a play by play announcer. I don't know if you have any, I don't know if either of you have any announcing experience or when you're watching the Oakland university. Okay, great. When you're watching the game or when you're announcing the game, what, what do you focus on in the back of the Jersey to different, uh, different, I can't even say the word uh, to tell the difference between a player, their last name or their number, which one is more noticeable number, right? A team like the New York Yankees, they don't have last names on the back of their jersey. They just have numbers. But you still know who Aaron Judge is because well, that he's like is he's like built like a uh, like a basketball and football player. But number ninety nine, what what is retired in, um, in in like arenas, stadiums, the number. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't even care. Like when I'm at, when I'm doing my play by play, I don't care if they'll if the player's last name is on the back of their jersey. I don't care. I just care about the number so I can be so I can tell the difference between this player and that player. So it's just like no one no one cares. No like it's a great trend and it's a great thing to post on um on like slam uh slam Twitter or Instagram and get a little bit of a buzz and a little bit of talking. But at the end of the day no one's gonna care in, in like three months. Yeah and I'm and it's also, you know, to their credit, one of those things where they're doing so much that it kind of just all has a snowball effect, right? It's kind of like this uh, exponential kind of momentum that gets picked up by doing like th- all these little things that they've been doing. It, it kind of snowballs into something much bigger. I got to talk to you guys today real quick about BuiltBar.com. They've got six new amazing flavors the new improved built bar which used to be delicious is now delicious er that is an additional to 12 original flavors that they're bringing back in their new round of built bars now listen let's run through these uh new flavors real quick they've got caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisp no matter which one you buy though here's the good news They're going to be covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And at the end of the day, delicious, healthy. They're great for the health conscious guy. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for that keto diet. If you're looking to uh, shred the carbs so you can get shredded. Built Bar. If you're looking for that uh, snack that will just tie over from lunch to dinner time. Built Bar. If you're looking for that uh, that breakfast on the go, that thing you can grab running out the door but will still give you energy throughout the entire day, guess what, folks? You're going to be shocked to find out that it is, in fact, a Built Bar. And you can go to BuiltBar.com right now and use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get $10 off of your next order, even if it's not your first order. That's one heck of a dealer throwing out. If you buy three Built Bar orders next week and you use that promo code LOCKEDON, it's going to go cha-ching every single time. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off your next order. When it comes to, like, outside of the country, or, you know, if you're taking that aspect out of the equation and just boil it down to 
the criticism that the phrase hockey is for everyone gets. What are some of the nuances? Cause, cause like there are things like the Condre Miller situation with the New York Rangers where he would, somebody spammed uh, his like live zoom chat with the, on the Rangers Twitter account with uh, horrible messages and, and just little things like that. And you just look at it like that would never happen to a white person. I think that the, those are the nuances that people miss where it's like a white person is never going to open up their zoom chat and have a bunch of so-called fans spamming their messages with these kind of hateful, hateful things. You're right. And most of the, most of the time I've kind of realized that people on social media, they're trolls. They're, they're just trolls. Like that there's a reason why, you know, their, their accounts are either private. They barely have any followers. They don't use their real profile pictures. They don't put anything in the description that, you know, people can like leak out information about saying like, Oh, they're from here. They work here. Yeah, they're just first name, the first right. name followed by like 15 numbers joined right, this month of 2020. <laughs> yeah, they're the way I see it is we can't pay attention to them. They're cowards. They're trying to hide their face. They're just trying to start shit. So, you know, it's like we, we, I, I, it, it's easy. It's way easier said than done, like way easier said than done, but I pay them no mind because as stupid as they are they're they're just trying to start they're just trying to start a lot of shit and we and if we just react like um like the way we uh if we just react poorly or if we just like you know get all angry we're just giving them what we what they want so i always say love is stronger than hate and for the amount of hate uh a player will get i'm sure a lot more people love them i think it was sean doolittle uh, baseball player, pitcher. I don't know who he plays for at the moment. Uh, but he maybe does he still play for the Nash? Okay, I wasn't sure. Athletic, uh, I lost count. World Series champion Sean Doolittle. Uh, he is somebody who said, and and I can't remember if this was in reference to the coronavirus or in reference to uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, but he kind of said, you know, sports are a reward for a functioning society. And right now a lot of players from a lot of leagues have decided that there are things out there more important than sports. What do you think is the overall impact or I guess the idea behind postponing these games, uh, whether it be the NHL or the NBA or the NFL, I think it was the Lions who started all of this by, by canceling their practice on Tuesday. Right. Oh boy. I, I have so many opinions about it. Because it's just like canceling a season that what people don't know, canceling a season is way easier said than done. It's way easier said than done. Because remember in 2005 when there was no NHL season at all? Yep. That Because they went into a lockout. They couldn't get an agreement. So no hockey season that year. That the same can happen if, uh, if a season is cut short. That's why uh, teams were adamant about saying back in March, we're going to play. We just don't know when. So like, because um, you, you, you got uh, ticket sales, uh, you got TV deals, you, you got sponsorships, you know, you got all these things, these components that you need to please. So when I'm seeing like a team like the NBA, when they're boycotting a game, I wouldn't say they're boycotting. They're not boycotting the NBA per se. They love the NBA and how they handle things because the NBA it, uh, listens. But the thing is, is that um, they're on, I would say more on strike. And I would mm-hmm. say... 
that's what sports teams are. They're not boycotting Definitely. their yeah. they're not yeah. boycotting their league. They're more on strike. They're just trying to bring awareness to something. And you know, I, I know a lot of people. I know there's a lot more issues in the world, and I, I'm glad that you know uh, professional athletes realize it because I've said this so many times on my show. You cannot take politics out of sports. You can't mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, when these people leave the rink, when they leave the field, when they leave uh, the race car, whatever the case might be, they're people like you and me. They're people in society and they deal with the same issues that you and I deal with. They still have to deal with the same president. They still have to deal with taxes. They still have to deal with uh, societal issues. They, they might be behind on a payment or whatever the case might be. They, they have families to feed. You, they, you can't take politics out of sports. You just can't. So I'm glad that, um, that, you know, the NHL, the NBA, all of them are just respecting um, that we do have an issue um, and we need to fix it. But at the same time, you know, when I see the hashtag, we skate for Black Lives Matter, I'm like, how do you skate for Black Lives? Like, for yeah. every goal, are you, are you going to be donating money to the Black Lives Matter yeah. organization? Like, you know, I'm a little confused on that. And, you know, the one thing I have to say is that, you know, some things are bigger than sports, but at the end of the day, this is your job. This mm -hmm. is like, this is what you have to do. And, you know, uh, I take inspiration from my dad who told me this, like, uh, because he said during the September 11th attacks, uh, he took, he still took me, my mother and my brother to a place to vote for Detroit's next mayor in, during the 9-11 attacks. Cause he said, even during fear, frustration, confusion, all that, you still have a job to do. And it's your uh, duty as a civilian to do your job. I, and, you know, it's easier said than done because a lot goes on in the world. A lot does. And, and you know, sometimes you're just confused. Sometimes you're just like, um, I'm just like, what I, what, what, what I got to do? Because I'm sure you guys can vouch for me. Aren't there times when you just don't feel like recording an episode? You, you're just like. Me? No, never. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are times. Yeah. Yeah, there are times. Every week. Yeah, don't don't feel like posting an episode, but that's not what the fans want to uh, want to hear. You know, we yeah. got to put on our best uh, smiley face. We got to put on our best acting voices if we if we're just not in the mood for it, and provide a good show for our fans. So, you know, but at the same time, the one thing I say is I acknowledge if there's an issue in the world, and I want to use my platform to uh, to express it. So th that's what I I like the NBA doing is. We're using our platform, or NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL, whatever sports league you, you're, you're a part of or you're a fan of, they're using their platform to acknowledge the issues, but they still have a job to do. Well, uh, Trey, thank you so much for joining us today. Before you go, we got to get your thoughts on the, uh, the NHL playoffs so far. As a Devils fan, oh, we, you know what? Actually, no, we got to get your thoughts on the NHL draft lottery phase two, the hated – New York Rangers winning that number one overall pick. What were you thinking? Do you really have to bring that up? I really? have to. <laughs> yes, because here's why. Because here's why. We felt the ultimate pain. We went from the worst team in hockey history, falling the most amount of spots, while a placeholder team took what was not rightfully ours, but what was technically. <laughs> you know, what felt like rightfully ours. I was hoping and praying that the Toronto Maple Leafs wouldn't get the first overall pick because I despise Toronto. 
But my luck ran out, and I forgot to pray that the Rangers didn't get the first <laughs> overall pick. I wanted Arizona to get it because they're out west and, and they're irrelevant to us. I did too. Aside from Taylor <laughs> Hall and some of their front office drama that, that yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we had, I guess we had some. Oh, yeah, in. you guys were involved in that. Not, not intentionally. I talked about it on my show. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were involved in some of their front office drama. We traded them Taylor Hall uh, months ago. So I was like, other than that, the Coyotes are really irrelevant to us. The, we don't care about them Coyotes at all. I want them or they're Nashville. And Nashville will be okay. But, you know, it was just like, <laughs> now, now Alexi Lafreniere is going to New York. And I am angry about that because it's just like, why is technically a playoff team getting the first overall pick? It's like the rich get richer. Yeah, that uh, – trust me. We, we are 100% with you. I didn't mean to rub it in your face because I also – we also felt that pain. We're living Although in the we sorrow. Had, we had already, like ex- – we had already had the stake driven through our chest in the phase one lottery. So then once, once the Rangers won, it was like whatever happened, as long as Toronto and Pittsburgh didn't get it, I was like, okay, well, this, this might as well happen. You know, I, yeah, I, I talked really, to whatever. I talked to John Chick about it, who's the host of Locked On Rangers. We did like a two-part crossover on it, and you know, uh, he would, if you want to hear his reactions, just check out my past episodes. I don't know which episode, I don't know when, just know it was recent. <laughs> check it out if you want. If you want to hear about it. Well, Trey, uh, I do want to get your thoughts on the NHL players. You've been uh, what stood out to you? What What have you been liking so far? What are what's with these seven to one games? Like there was just another one recently, uh, the, the the Bruins game and uh, and the Lightning. I was just like, what's with these seven to one matchups? Did these guys forget to play defense? And and also I'm seeing five overtimes. I'm seeing a ten second overtime. I'm seeing all sorts of stuff. Um, I'm seeing the Avalanche put an Avalanche on the Coyotes. I'm just like. I don't know if I love this. I don't know if I hate this, but I, it, it goes to show you what happens when you are on hiatus for, I, I'd say like four or five or six months. I, I, I've lost Cal. And now I am petrified to see what a 10 month or 11 month hiatus does to the devils or the red wings. Thank you for throwing us in there. Thank you for including us in that. Well, this is a crossover. So I'm, I'm a black. <laughs> Well, Trey, uh, thank you so much. You can listen to the Locked On Devils podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, do you have a Twitter account for them yet? Are you on? Do you got a Locked On Devils or? No. Uh, uh, when I first came here, a true story, it got suspended for some reason. I contacted Twitter to try to get it back, but I don't know what happened. I, I think the previous host did something, and now it's suspended. Oh, so I can't funny. get it. I can't. I can't get it back. Oh no! I was debating on whether just to make another one my own, but it's just like. Who do I follow? Where can people find you on Twitter? And uh, also, what do you got coming up uh, in the future that people should be watching for? Okay, so uh, Twitter, Trey Matt Four, T-R-E-Y-M-A-T-T, and then the number four. Follow me on Instagram, Trey Emery Matthews. Uh, Snapchat if you want to uh, add me. Whether oh, I, I add like you that. Back. Whether, <laughs> I, whether I add you back or not is up in the air. Uh Trey Matt Four, same as my Twitter. I'm not going to say it because we're out of time. But, uh, you know, that's where you can follow. 
find me and you can also find me on Adrian College Television. I am the play-by-play announcer for the ACHA Women's D1 program here. So uh, hopefully we, we get a season so- sooner rather than later. So uh, keep me out, an eye out for that. Also check out my articles uh, on Minnesota Spokesman Recorder newspaper, which is one of the oldest black newspapers in America. Also check me out on the national newspaper USA Today with Ever Fitzhugh. And that's all I got. Do you ever have time to sleep? What is sleep? Exactly. I, I thought I'm busy with that. I'm busy with baseball. <laughs> I'm busy with uh, my hockey team. I'm busy with uh, this podcast. I'm I'm busy with school. Like, what what is sleep? And also, <laughs> they have not installed my air conditioner yet, and it's like in the oh night. no. So it's like, what is sleep? Well, thanks, man. We uh, we certainly appreciate your time. We definitely got to do this again soon. Uh, we'll talk to you later. We definitely right, cool. appreciate thanks. you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.